Welcome to Sex Unshackled. I am Becky Krepsley Fox, and this podcast is where sexuality and spirituality meet. Today on Sex Unshackled, I have Poppy Lapora with me. Poppy is a pleasure educator, masturbation activist, and owner of the online sex toy boutique, Self and More. Poppy, can you please tell the listeners what brought you to this work? Hello. Hi. Um, <laughs> for as long as I can remember, I've been a proud wanker. <laughs> um, but when I discovered toys, the experience of buying one still felt really kind of laden with shame. And the shops that we have in the UK, it often felt like female pleasure in particular was positioned through the male gaze. You know, lots of scantily clad ladies reclining in lingerie with their massive nine inch (laughs) rabbit vibrator (laughs) (laughs) and just not a realistic view of what pleasure is for an individual. And it also felt like lots of the shops were focused around kind of performing for your partner rather than exploring your own needs and desires and pleasure. Um, So I decided that, you know what, I can do this. I'm obsessed with sex. I'm going to start my own sex toy boutique. Um, And I've been working in marketing and hating the nine to five life and the grind of working for someone else. And it just got to the point where I I figured, let's do this. Uh, So I started Self and More about, oh, coming up to two years ago now, actually, um, with the aim that it's a shop where you can shop without shame everything that we stock is completely body safe it's free of gender labels so there's no kind of bullshit telling you you're a man so you should use this toy it's about what body parts do you have and what kind of pleasure do you want to give to those body parts as simple as that um and yeah it's gone really well and here I am two years later doing this full time which is incredibly exciting Mm, it's amazing and just for the listeners um at the end poppy will share her instagram with you and you should definitely follow her because it is just so interesting and she shows different toys and things like that and yeah i really get what you mean because myself as what i think is quite a sexually liberated person i used to hate going into sex toy shops or even looking at some of them online because they just made me feel like icky Mm-hmm. yeah it's that kind of like wink wink nudge nudge this yeah. is something dirty to hide yes and that's what I love about your stuff because it's, it's very like clear and just nice there's nothing kind of implied by it it's just this is a toy this can make you feel good great mm-hmm. without that sleazy aspect which I was really backing away from in the past yeah totally agree with that and like the objects that we sell we like them to be beautiful like things that you're proud to own but without kind of sanitizing it they're still sexy you still want to fuck them but they're not cringe (laughs) or gross I suppose yes I completely agree and I love how everything that you have is toys that you can put inside of you without anything bad happening because a lot of toys out there which are sold I don't know on Amazon for example they might be made out of um, materials that you really should not be putting internally Right. Yeah, this is such a big thing because the sex toy industry is very largely unregulated. So a lot more kind of restrictions are around kids toys and things like that. But the toys that you're actually putting inside your body, totally unregulated. So, yeah, like you mentioned, Amazon is a big, uh, (laughs) big perpetrator of this where things are 
unregulated, they're imported for pounds and the materials often contain harmful chemicals, you know, that kind of jelly rubber, um, which can have all sorts of nasty chemicals in. And these toys are often also porous. So bacteria gets into them and you can never fully clean them. Um, So yeah, that was a big thing for me because so many people don't know about that element of it and just assume that if you're buying it for your body, it must be safe, but that's not always the case. No, we wish. That would be a nice world, wouldn't it? If everything we were buying was actually good for us. (laughs) Yes, that's the dream. (laughs) So today we're going to talk about masturbation. Poppy, can you kick us off by just telling us your thoughts on masturbation? Sure. Um, I love masturbation. I don't think that will (laughs) come as any surprise to anyone. (laughs) Um, And while I started it quite early, I didn't really get to the point where it was giving me pleasure every time until quite a, a lot later um and actually the partnered sex that I was having when I was young you know when you first start having these sexual relationships was good but I was never reaching orgasm because I hadn't really learned how to do that myself properly so I didn't have the knowledge to kind of tell people how to make that happen to me um and it was only when I started masturbating regularly and really explore like you know putting time into figuring out what actually gives me pleasure like what are the techniques what are the tools how do I do this as soon as I had that knowledge the sex that I was having just went and got better exponentially um I just think there are so many benefits to masturbation you know aside from the part of you know understanding what gives you pleasure and that side of it there are also tangible health benefits that we don't talk about that often. Um, the fact that an orgasm and pleasure release chemicals in your brain, you know, dopamine, serotonin, um, and actually give you a mood boosting effect. They can bust stress. Uh, they can ease pain, you know, period pain, for example. Uh, if you have an orgasm, it can really help to ease that. Or if you have chronic pain, you know, orgasms again, well, obviously it's not just, I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to prescribe that for every single ailment, Um, but it's just a simple way that you can look after your body in a way that just gives you pleasure as well. Um, What's not to love? (laughs) I agree. And isn't it, if um, people with penises ejaculate three times a week, it lowers their chance of testicular cancer or something like that. Are you aware of that? I think I have heard something like that before. I think there is some truth in that. And did, did you see there was a, I saw a TikTok that said, if you masturbate every week, you add like three years onto your life or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to believe that blindly, just, you know, because I want to believe that. <laughs> it's a nice stat to believe. <laughs> yeah. And I think circling back to what you were saying about people not knowing how to please themselves. I see this in, well, couples therapy quite a lot, but also individual sex therapy where people aren't feeling, feeling fulfilled, especially vulva owners, not feeling fulfilled with their sex life with their partner. And it's because they don't masturbate. They haven't masturbated. They haven't masturbated for years. So they don't know what to ask for. And I know it's one thing knowing some people might know, but they still might not feel comfortable asking. And that's a different issue. But as you say, this stuff takes time. For some people, maybe not. It just comes easy breezy. But for others, time and patience has to go into it because it can be so specific, can't it? To like the one tiny spot on the clitoris, for example, where Mm -hmm. you feel the most amount of sensation and pleasure. And if you are kind of rushing the process as you're learning about yourself, you might miss that spot because you've really, you know, got to zone in on it. 
Absolutely. I think there are so many different parts to this, aren't there? There's the physical element of what kind of touch actually gives you pleasure. Now, if, you, if you've been fortunate enough to have a skilled and attentive partner who's figured that out for you, excellent. Mm-hmm. If not, and you haven't touched yourself, how do you know? How do you know what that is? How do you know if you prefer circling motions, if you prefer your G-spot or your clip being stimulated or somewhere else entirely different? The best way to discover this without any pressure of having to perform is to explore your own body with your hands um, and with toys if you want as well. Um, There's also, I guess, the kind of the mental element as well, because when we masturbate, that's when we allow our mind to kind of drift off into fantasy land and really think about the specific things that we find erotic and we find a turn on or you know, where you're reading or watching or listening to erotic content. Um, And that finding out those specific triggers and desires, you can then feed that back to your partner to ask to explore that in real life as well. So it's those kind of two things, the physical and the mental working together, that when you've explored that within yourself really empowers you to have better sex with someone else. Yeah, I think that's so profound because it is that aspect as well. What do you find erotic? What do you find turns you on? And some of those aspects may want to be kept in the fantasy, in the mind, but there may be other aspects that they would enjoy playing out in real life and in the bedroom. So yeah, I think that's such a great point. And when I get people in for sex therapy, quite often people who are in relationships think that they shouldn't be masturbating. So I hear this a lot and I say, okay, now, you know, your homework is to start masturbating. And then I see kind of on some of them a bit of shock in the face or terror. (laughs) And they say, well, I have a partner. Isn't that some sort of betrayal? And, you know, the truth of the matter is the people that I would suggest to masturbate are typically people who experience low sexual desire. And the idea is, well, actually, if you are experiencing low sexual desire by masturbating, firstly, it's going to be enjoyable, which might make you want to have sex more. But secondly, it is waking the body up, is getting the genitals awoke, it's opening up the nerve endings. So you are more likely to want to have sex with your partners. That is so true. It's that fact of the more sexual pleasure you're getting, regardless of whether it's from yourself or someone else, the more you kind of desire it. And it's quite self-fulfilling, I suppose, in that way. And I find this idea that when you're in a relationship with someone else, they own your body. You know, it's theirs. It's their sexual object now. I find that quite ridiculous because as far as I'm concerned, your sexual relationship with yourself is your own it's your own to nurture it's your own to own um and as long as it's not negatively impacting on your relationship I think it's perfectly healthy and normal to continue to self-pleasure while you're with someone else and I, I think to expect your partner to fulfill every single sexual urge that you have whenever you need it is unrealistic and it puts added pressure onto that relationship because what if you have mismatched libidos and one of you is horny all the time and the other not so much do you just expect that partner who's horny all the time to go without and to live their life in frustration or do you allow them the outlet to uh sexually satisfy themselves on occasion or whenever they want you know um and aside from that i think You know, sex with someone else provides more than just pleasure. It's about intimacy and connection. But masturbation is about that connection with yourself. And, you know, sometimes it's just fulfilling an urge or needing a release. Sometimes it's connecting with your body outside of the expectations of another human. So, you you know, you're not having to perform or worry about satisfying them. And I just think they have 
completely different roles and can and should coexist. Yes, I completely agree with everything that you said. And I see masturbation as like a self-care practice, you know, like you might have a bath and put your body lotion on, you might do your meditation. You know, masturbation is also a practice where you can tune into yourself, look after your body and your mind. And I, I really agree because that someone shouldn't take away your possibility to be intimate with yourself because well firstly I hate authority so if anyone tries to tell me what to do (laughs) I want to do the exact opposite and (laughs) you know people should have autonomy to touch their own bodies it would be crazy to say oh you're not allowed to like stroke your own arm or massage your own feet so why why is there such a taboo around touching our own genitals it's mad (laughs) it is mad because it's it's your like inherent right as a human I think to be able to get in touch with your body um and yeah like you were saying like there's that connection element as well and if if you're comfortable connecting with your body and giving yourself pleasure I think that has really positive um what's the word it has really positive connotations with your like self-image and your self-worth and your self-love because you're able to see yourself as a a human who deserves that pleasure yeah and I've been reading recently quite a lot about um when especially vulva owners but it could be for anyone when they might feel really upset after a sexual situation it could be masturbation it could be with someone else um And sometimes people are crying. Sometimes they're just feeling like a real pit in the stomach. And I've been thinking a lot about this and what this means. And I think, well, partly, you know, some of it is from trauma or past experiences, but also there's a big part around shame. And that's why I think it's more for vulva owners because people who have been brought up as women feel have felt from the media, felt from society that they're not allowed to experience pleasure. So when they do orgasm, then they can just feel completely horrible afterwards. Yeah, it's it's horrible, isn't it? It's, it's really tricky to unpack this because I think that shame comes from so many different sources. There's no like one answer of where it comes from. I think it starts with a lack of understanding and lack of education. Uh, it's very rare, I think, in this society for a young woman, a young girl to be sat down and told there's this thing, masturbation, it's perfectly normal. If you do it, that's fine. If you don't, that's fine, whatever. We don't hear that. We just have to go through life as a teenager, as a young girl, figuring that out for ourselves. And you find, you know, in the playground at school, there's jokes thrown around about uh, boys wanking and Christie's socks and all, you know, that kind of thing, which again is not exactly, you know, a sensual, nice conversation, but at least it's being acknowledged. Whereas no one, at least in my experience and the experience of most of my female friends, no one even jokes about women touching themselves unless it's in a kind of like, wow, you're nasty. You've you fingered your vagina like that's the only message I heard about it growing up and then you have sex education where we look at the the male genitals you know are often shown in scientific diagrams with the foreskin the head each individual part labeled whereas the female reproductive system and I put the emphasis on reproductive system is shown and we see the ovaries and the fallopian tubes but we don't see the clitoris We don't see it. We don't know it exists. So if you don't know it exists, how are you going to feel empowered to harness its power? Yeah, 
I, I don't think there was any mention of the clitoris because I didn't, I didn't know that that was a part that was supposed to be touched. I didn't know <laughs> everything know. was about the vagina and, you know, penis and vagina stimulation. That, that's all that there was. And it was, you know, fear mongering as well. And yeah, even for the children who, or yeah, the children who might have masturbated and maybe were touching themselves when they were really young in front of their parents, quite often they would then experience shame from that. Oh, you're not allowed to do that. Stop touching mm -hmm. yourself. You're dirty. You're wrong. So we learn that this is something to do behind closed doors. Don't tell anyone about it. Do it as quickly as we can so that no one notices. And even though that might get the job done, we learn one specific way to do it. Mm -hmm. It means that it takes the sensual connection part out of masturbation because it's such a rush. Yeah, that's so true. It is always a, God, I hope no one walks in. I hope no one hears this. This is so embarrassing. Don't tell anyone about it. And it's even to this day, I think most people will happily tell their friends about, you know, some great sex that they had with another human. But how often do you hear someone say, I had a really great wank? <laughs> We should say that more. <laughs> we should say that more. And we should be sharing our techniques as well because everyone does it so incredibly differently. And just having your eyes open to, to different ways to do it can be really powerful uh, as well. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to talk about people with penises a bit now because this has been on my mind recently. Um, so for the listeners, people with penises may have, well, they have a G-spot towards the prostate which can be accessed through the anus and I know for a lot of heterosexual cis people with penises there might be some reservations about putting things into the anus because there's some conflict between enjoying pleasure in the anus and worrying that that might have an influence on orientation so I just want to specify that putting something in your bum does not change your orientation. Pleasure can be felt in any orifice that you want in your body without that having an indication um, or any type of change in your orientation. So an orientation is the people in which you fancy and a behavior is putting something in your bum. So I know a lot of us know this stuff, but there's also a lot of us that have reservations around that. So I just wanted to really highlight that point. Yeah, I think it's such a good point and we do see it so frequently that men are scared to explore that area because they do feel like it says something about who they are as a person. And it doesn't. It does not. It's just another way to experience pleasure as a human. And when we look at, say, um, heterosexual couples, a woman taking something up her bum, we don't put any sort of meaning on that, do we? We don't say, oh, well, she's a gay man then. Yeah. So why would that mean that <laughs> about you if you are a man? And there is so much pleasure to be had up there. Like you say, it's the male G spot. It's the P spot. Um, and while it's not going to be for everyone, because not every sexual activity is for everyone, there's so much more pleasure to be had there. And it can actually intensify your orgasm if you try that out. So please don't be afraid. <laughs> <laughs> don't be afraid. Exactly. If it appeals to you then give it a go. Yeah, give it a go. There is not a magic button up there that suddenly turns you into a gay man <laughs> if you put something up there. Do not worry. <laughs> so I'm wondering if you have any suggestions of specific sex toys um, for people with vulvas and people with penises. 
Oh, oh, everyone has a bum. So (laughs) I think I think there are so many really wonderful toys out there at the moment. But if you're starting, if you're starting from scratch and you haven't yet experienced toys yet, let's talk about people with vulvas first. So the first thing to decide is whether you want to stimulate externally the clitoris or internally, which also kind of is the clitoris, but we'll call it the G spot. (laughs) Um, So decide that and figure out what level of stimulation do you want? Do you want something that kind of softly caresses you or do you want something that's basically a power drill and is going to pull that orgasm out of you with (laughs) mighty force? (laughs) Um, One of my favorite toys that we're stocking at the moment for people with vulvas is the Gwen by the Nude Society. And this is a small kind of it looks almost leaf-like in appearance, uh, like a pebble, like a smooth pebble. And it's such a lovely first toy because, you know, it doesn't represent any sort of body part. It's non-representational. So, um, you know, you can have it lying out. And if you're worried about that, people probably won't know what it is because it doesn't look like a typical sex toy. And it has really lovely, rumbly vibrations. And it's just a really nice toy. So I highly recommend that. Um our best seller at South and more for clits is uh, the Satisfier Pro 2 or the Satisfier Curvy or the Lilo Sona. What all these toys have in common is that they are clitoral suction toys. So rather than using vibration, which can um, temporarily numb the area if used, you know, for a long, prolonged amount of time. Don't worry, the sensation always comes back after a few minutes, but it can leave you feeling temporarily a little bit numb. Um, Suction toys don't really do that because they're not rubbing against the body. They're not causing as much friction. Um, They're contact-free orgasms because they create a little seal around the clit and then the air is being pushed back and forth really, really quickly in a kind of sucking motion. So it's a little bit more, a little bit more like oral sex. It doesn't feel exactly like oral sex, but it's a little bit more like that. And because of that, you can often go back for kind of one, two, three, four orgasms if you can (laughs) Uh, (laughs) without having the same kind of like friction, temporary numbness that a vibrator can um, produce. Um, for people with penises, my favorite penis toy at the moment uh, is the Tenga Spinner. Now, this is a sleeve made out of a squidgy material, um, and it has encased in its casing uh, a metal spiral that kind of goes around inside. So when you're pulling this up and down over your dick, it kind of twists that spiral Mm. creates this kind of twisting motion um i think this is a really nice intro toy because again it's non-representational it's not like a disembodied pussy or bumhole or mouth like a lot of the kind of penis stroker toys are so it's very accessible um and also they look really nice tenga is a company it's a japanese company and all of their sex toy designs are really modern and really sleek so it's a toy that i think you can feel quite proud of owning and it looks really nice um butt stuff (laughs) (laughs) the most important thing i think with butt stuff is to remember that a it needs to have a flared base because you don't want a trip to a and e um the the... happens a lot i hear it happens a lot (laughs) it happens so much um (laughs) because if you put something up there the the ass has this incredible kind of suction capability where something can just 
get lost because the rectum it doesn't have an end it goes all the way up until your intestines basically so you know you don't want something buzzing away in your stomach in a trip to A&E so use something with a flared base um you're gonna want lube you're gonna want so much lube and to be honest I think this goes for for toys in general anyway I can't sing the praises of lube enough because it makes everything so much more slippery and frictionless and delicious um so in terms of toys I think you you should start small if you're new to this area and a butt plug a simple butt plug whether it's vibrating or not adds so much sensation if you've got a p-spot you want to get one that is angled towards the p-spot and if you have a vulva um any shape whatever takes your fancy is good and the benefits if you have a vulva is that even if you're having p and v sex or you're masturbating uh your clitoris having that butt plug in can apply additional pressure so when you do orgasm every you can feel those contractions so much more it kind of applies pressure indirectly to the g spot so especially if you're quite sensitive internally that is great and the same goes for having a p spot and using something you know you don't have to be uh, you know bouncing up and down on a dildo to enjoy anal <laughs> as a man or as someone with a penis you know just adding that butt plug in while you're masturbating and playing with your dick in the same way you usually would just adds a new level of sensation yeah and Lilo Sona is my favorite <laughs> <laughs> yes it's my favorite. I love it it is great <laughs> I think their toys just look so beautiful I just like having them out just like on surfaces because I did you know they're beautiful colors and they're lovely material and just cycling back to what you were saying about lube um it should always be water-based right because silicone can kind of erode the toys is that right if you're using silicone toys it is safest to use a water-based lubricant um the reason is sometimes the liquid silicone can interact with the you know the silicone of the toy but you can always do a patch test just on the, the base of your toy in an area that isn't going to go inside you put a bit on a cotton bud put it on the toy and see if it reacts and if it doesn't you can use your favorite silicone lube with that toy and if you're using a glass toy or a, even a crystal or a wooden or a steel toy you can pretty much use any lube because it's all fair game there um and when you're looking at anal play specifically, you want to try and go for something that's a little bit thicker. Mm -hmm. um, so it has a little bit more staying power. And don't be afraid to just keep reapplying it. Yeah. So with the silicone toys, you would actually see there being a problem straight away as soon as you put it on. Yeah, exactly. You would see that kind of reaction. It might go a little bit tacky or the color might change a little bit. And if that doesn't happen, it's probably safe to use. Awesome. Well, Poppy, it's been so amazing having you on. Can you please tell the listeners where they can find you? Absolutely. So you can find Self and More on the web, <laughs> www.selfandmore.co.uk or .com if you are international. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at Self and More for lots of toy reviews, educational content and empowering sex stuff. And you can follow me personally on Instagram at poppyscarlet underscore. Amazing. It's been such a pleasure having you and I will post all of that in the show notes page. Yay. Thanks so much for having me. 